From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It's Thursday, September 28th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. A 29-year-old man was arrested for impaired driving yesterday after his pickup truck struck a school bus in Rootstown, 15 miles east of Akron. ONN's Dave James has more. According to the Ohio State Highway Patrol, the crash happened just before 3.30 p.m. Troopers say a Rootstown school bus was stopped in the northbound lane when an oncoming pickup truck being driven by Dusty Waterhouse of Kent went left of center, forcing the bus to steer to the right to avoid being struck, but still was sideswiped. The bus went off the side of the road and hit a mailbox. Nobody was injured. Troopers say the bus had minor damage, and it was not letting students off at the time of the crash. Dave James, in News. Four women are in jail on felony prostitution charges for sex acts inside Toledo massage parlors and spas. ONN's Melissa Andrews reports. The arrests come after several undercover operations. The women are in jail on $10,000 bond each and are due in court next month. Now, experts with human trafficking groups say this is a much bigger problem. According to the Polaris Project, this is a nearly $3 billion a year industry here in the U.S. There are 9,000 illicit sex parlors operating in 1,000 U.S. cities. I'm Melissa Andrews. An update on a principal in Northeast Ohio's Rocky River under investigation for charges of inappropriate relationships with former students. Here's ONN's Lena Lai in Cleveland. Cuyahoga County Prosecutor Michael O'Malley's office released a letter saying Heath Horton will not face felony charges. An investigation into Horton revealed text messages from him to 17 kids ranging in ages from 17 to 23 talking about sex, drugs, and alcohol. Horton has been on paid leave since the investigation began in June. He is the principal at Kensington Intermediate. I'm Lena Lai. In suburban Columbus last night, concerned parents showed up to a school board meeting to talk about threats that canceled classes last week. ONN's Andrew Kinsey has the story. Last week's threats to Worthington Kilbourne High School were addressed in public comment. How is this community prepared to respond to these threats and contend with the consequences seen and unseen of this increased risk to safety? I want to know what is the plan. The threat Thursday referenced bombing and shooting up the school. The threat Friday referenced shooting black students. The superintendent says the investigation continues to find out who sent the threats. I'm Andrew Kinsey. In suburban Cleveland, a 66-year-old North Olmsted man is facing charges after his attempt at some scary fun in front of his grandson in Westlake went frightfully wrong. Police say they received a call from a frantic woman on Tuesday evening who said a man in a mask approached her car and threatened her with a knife before leaving on foot accompanied by a small boy. Police found the suspect, Christopher Carey, walking with the child. He was wearing a Michael Myers Halloween mask and had a toy handgun in his pocket, along with a plastic knife. Carey was taken to jail and charged with aggravated menacing. Police took the child home to his parents. In addition to the ongoing UAW strike, there was another picket line in northwest Ohio yesterday, this one at the University of Toledo. 
ONN's Dan Cummins reports. Professors there, a part of the American Associate of University Professors, are saying no more to potential cuts. University of Toledo Executive Vice President of Finance Matt Schroeder says he's cutting another $17 million from the budget, except for the medical school. AAUP says this could mean fewer courses, larger class sizes, impact on scheduling, also the secretaries and custodial staff that bring customer service to the students. There were several other unions that supported the professors on the picket line, such as the local Teamsters and local UAW. And I'm Dan Cummins. The Hollywood writers' strike may have ended, but actors are still striking. And that means a couple of major movies set to film in Cleveland are on pause. ONN's Stephanie Haney has more. Those movies include Disney's car chase action film Stick Shift and part of Marvel's Blade. Cleveland casting director Lillian Piles explains how this strike is affecting more than just movie actors and producers. It affects businesses. It affects the hotels. It affects the restaurants, the car rental. It affects so many other industries by this strike. The Greater Cleveland Film Commission estimates TV and film production in Ohio has generated an economic impact of $1.2 billion since 2009. I'm Stephanie Haney. A judge in Cincinnati put Ohio's heartbeat bill on hold last year. That's the law that says an abortion cannot happen if a fetal heartbeat is detected, which usually happens a few weeks into pregnancy. Yesterday, the Ohio Supreme Court heard arguments on the matter, as ONN's Lindsay Mills in Columbus reports. There are two areas of focus with this case that's now pending. One, whether the injunction that's blocking the Heartbeat Act from taking effect should be allowed to stand. And two, whether medical providers can bring a case on behalf of a patient. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost appealed the lower court's order blocking the six-week ban. It had been in effect following the overturning of Roe v. Wade. The state argued the injunction should not stand and challenge the third party. The justices will review what was said in court and will issue a decision at some point outside the Ohio Supreme Court. Lindsay Mills. If the court rules in favor of the state, the heartbeat law will be allowed to take effect. There's a new push at the statehouse from two Toledo area lawmakers to get people into the nursing field and make sure that Ohio hospitals are properly staffed. ONN's Amanda Fay has details. Republican State Representative Haraz Gambari and Democratic State Representative Elgin Rogers introduced the Safe Staffing Standards Bill. The bill would create standard nursing staffing levels at every hospital in the state. It would also provide nursing students a $12,000 grant as long as they commit to working in Ohio for at least five years. I'm Amanda Fay. The popular convenience store chain Wawa has announced it plans to open 16 stores in Ohio. In addition to the Buckeye State, the company will also expand into Indiana and Kentucky. Just hours before his final game as manager of the Cleveland Guardians, Terry Francona revealed the beloved motorized scooter he's ridden to and from Progressive Field for the past several seasons was stolen for a second time. Here's ONN's Clay Gordon. Francona said the two-wheeled vehicle was stripped and defaced. Francona spent 11 seasons with Cleveland and is the winningest manager in club history. He didn't want any ceremony for his final home game, but relented to the team handing out 20,000 Thank You Tito t-shirts. Francona won two World Series titles in Boston before coming to Cleveland, where he won 55% of games he managed. I'm Clay Gordon. The Guardians won 4-3 to over Cincinnati in last night's game. And a Queen of Hearts game in Harrison County, 25 miles west of Steubenville, is drawing huge crowds. ONN's Brett Warf explains. Jewett, Ohio, home to a little over 500, swells to around 5,000 when the Queen of Hearts drawing takes place. 
Last night, no winner was found, and the pot has grown to over $2 million. The Brightside Tavern hosts the events, and will do it again next Wednesday. Reports say there are nine cards left. Owners of the tavern are moving next week's drawing up an hour to 6.30 p.m. They say the winner, in person or not, will receive 90% of the winnings. On the Ohio News Network, I'm Brett Worf. Special thanks to our TV affiliates, WTOL in Toledo, WBNS in Columbus, and WKYC in Cleveland for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.